0: Well, hello everybody, and welcome to the Crux Capacitor. I am your host, Heath Wiggins, and I have a special guest today. My guest is J.C. Smith. Now, here's the one caveat about J.C. Smith. J.C. says that she'll never tell me what J.C. stands for because why? You said you'll have to.
1: I have to kill you. And no, you have
0: to kill me. Yeah. Well, I've decided I know what J.C. stands for.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you think that is? No, don't say it on air. <laughs>
0: JC stands for joyful contributor.
1: Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yes. So
0: we're going to go with that. All right, everybody, stay tuned for more from the Crux Capacitor and my special guest, JC Smith. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Crux Capacitor. I am your host, Heath Wiggins, and I am with my guest today, J.C. Smith. Thank you so much for being here.
1: I'm very excited, Heath. Glad you had me. well,
0: I'm very excited. So going right into core values, that's what we talk about on The Crux Capacitor, is talking about the core values that motivate us, that define us, as it were. And right now, you are a woman on the go. I mean, you're constantly running and... Utilizing your gifts and your talents in different ways. When you think of core values that are motivating you today, what, what is a core value that you focus in on?
1: Um, I would say that, you know, I have several, uh, like everybody should, uh, <laughs> that are very important, but, um, and, and there's different values to me that pertain to work right. versus
0: personal, personal yeah. right?
1: So I guess it depends on what area of life I'm looking at, but, um, the biggest area of my life really does revolve around work because we have to keep, uh, you know, we have to keep our businesses going, right?
0: Well, and one of the things that you and I talk about all the time is, is that so much of that is a blended gray, you know, kind of thing We Absolutely. our work blends into our personal and our personal blends into our work. It does and, really. Yeah. And so. Core values, though, that's how they blend as well, I think.
1: Uh, that's a good point. And uh, so mine is trying to always do what I say I'm going to do.
0: Mm, be a person of your word.
1: That's right. And um, you know, and I've learned to say no more often mm. because I just don't think I can make that happen. Uh, I see too many people often say yes to everything. Right. And they overexert their self. They overextend themselves, and therefore they're not being. They're looking like they don't do what they say mm. they're going to do. They're not a person of their word because you can't count on them. They, right. That's what they look like—someone you cannot count on. And I don't ever really want to be that person. Right. I want you to know you can count on me.
0: Right. Well, you—you you have somewhat in our networking groups. You have what I call a firecracker status, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> you, you know, but I think one of the things that sets you apart is—is is that you beyond being a person of your word which you are but it's kind of like your handshake is your word and that's a really old kind of philosophy of going my handshake is my word and my word is who I am. That's right. And so J.C. Smith um, if you're going to advertise something you advertise J.C. Smith just like I advertise Heath Wiggins because if I'm going to put my name on it then I'm putting me behind it.
1: That's exactly right and so many people don't do that. Right. You know it's it's one of those um, it's it's super important for me and I grew up watching people do a handshake I've watched people do million dollar deals on a handshake Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then I've seen people who have signed a piece of paper giving their word for a hundred dollar deal and back out and break the deal right so uh, it's really important it's Probably the most important thing to me, and I've tried to instill that in all of my children, Mm -hmm. and I'm even having conversations with my grandchildren about it.
0: Right. So now that is quite a legacy, though, Um, and you'll have to tell me again because I can't spurt out numbers here, but how many kids do you have?
1: We have six kids.
0: I have six kids and how many grandchildren?
1: We have 15 grandchildren at the moment
0: at the moment. <laughs> Are there more on the way? We have no clue what's going to happen. <laughs> well, you know, with six kids, you never know. <laughs>
1: that's right. <laughs> so,
0: but that's a legacy that, um, that's, you know, I hate to use the term old fashioned, but it is a legacy that builds character. It goes beyond just surface things. Um, because it, once they learn being a person of the word in one area, they can carry that over in every area of their life.
1: Every single area. And, you know, uh, Heath, one of the things you have to wonder about, if you're calling that an old-fashioned mm-hmm. core value, right. where have we gotten with our values? Mm. And um, the other thing would be like, so let's get back to being old-fashioned. Mm. Let's right. get back to bringing some of those core values that people depend on uh, to the table. That's kind of where I'm at.
0: Right. So, but you're a thoroughly modern woman, though. I mean, I call you, I call you the, when I say firecracker status, I call you the, gosh, you're the Southern woman. I mean, you, you don't back down from your men (laughs) and you stand toe to toe, but you also love so fiercely and lead a whole tribe. I mean, and let's be honest here. You have people that you've added to your tribe through years and years and, you know, and I, of course, I get to have the pleasure of feeling like family and I appreciate that. And, um, but I think because you say getting back to values though, people desire that consistency, they desire that foundation. And how do we now in society get back to building a foundation for um, for young people?
1: Well, it's a decision that you have to make every day. Every day. Every single day. Uh, and multiple times a day at some points, mm. as things enter your life, mm-hmm. you have to decide Oh my goodness uh, am I going to be true to me mm-hmm. about this or every single time something comes into your life right so I think I think you just ha- it's it's automatic for me right but it's also really automatic for me to quickly evaluate the situation and decide if that's something I'm willing to commit to
0: but that's years of, of practice and determination yes. to do that yes and
1: yes and and at some point I look at some of these women especially southern women Uh, Because there's such a stigma about Southern women being oppressed, which is so not true. Uh, (laughs) Let me tell you, Southern women run the South. Yeah. Um, We don't need our men telling us anything. We handle it all. We are very big in multitasking. And and we can handle a lot of stuff. Right. Um, And so, and I'm sure that all the women in America are like that. Mm -hmm. Um, They just have a different opinion of us because we have that Southern drawl. (laughs) Don't let that fool you, honey. Uh, Uh. (laughs) That is is just an accent that has nothing to do with our heart and our brain.
0: That's right. So I think you just hit the nail on the head and we're going to conclude this segment with this. You have been talking about where real life and core values intersect. And that's what we want to talk about here on The Crux Capacitor. We'll be right back with my special guest, J.C. Smith, and more to come.
1: Hey, listeners, are you newly engaged and looking for the perfect wedding officiant? Well, you've literally been listening to him for the last few minutes. That's right, Heath, the host of the Crux Capacitor, is a licensed and ordained minister that performs weddings in the Charlotte, North Carolina metro area. Go to nuptiallyyours.com or call 614-561-9681. That's nuptiallyyours.com or 614-561-9681 for more information let nuptially yours and heath make sure you're nuptially ready for your big day
0: well welcome back everybody this is heath Wickens with the crux capacitor with my special guest today jc smith jc we were just talking while we were on break a little bit about the missing ingredient Kind of one of those things where we went back to our little bit of our conversation before in the last segment where we're talking about core values, how they intersect with real life, and how we bring those to business again. Going back full circle to business here. The missing ingredient you believe in day-to-day operations of business or business interactions is what?
1: Face-to-face interaction.
0: Face-to-face interaction. Now, you use face-to-face interaction because of what you do. What do you do?
1: Uh, I own a commercial lending business, and my job is to bring in clients. Right. So, literally, Heath, I've had several clients in the last week
0: Mm -hmm. say to
1: me, the reason that I got the job was because I showed up, shook their hand, looked them in the eye, and had a conversation where they could see all of me. They could hear my inflection they could see my body language and they could get the feeling that i was going to do what i said i was going to do
0: one and one of the things you said about that though was was so important was that these people not only chose you because of those qualities but they're also referral sources for you because of those qualities
1: yes these two of these of the last week were our referral sources for me that are recommending me to their clients and that is referral business mm-hmm. I mean it's just uh uh amazing for me to have that
0: well and, and as we've talked about before referral is referral is the definite basis of uh recurring income that's right right so what do you think though makes that so applicable to today's world why do, why when we say the missing ingredient obviously we, we see now that you even said that these people are were surprised when you said hey I'm gonna show up and we're gonna talk and we're gonna know each other Um, so why do you think it's so applicable today though
1: well you know with all of the social media the Mm -hmm. texting the email we've even gotten away from the phone calls everything is done automated and um, I mean I signed a really big contract and closed the deal because someone sent them an application versus me going to the table in the boardroom sitting down viewing their facility understanding their business Mm -hmm. and But it really helps me to, first of all, know more about what they really do and what can I bring to the table for them that makes more sense. Right. Mm -hmm. Instead of me not knowing about their facility, I can't picture it in my head and me just putting something together that's generic. I was able to customize that application for them. Mm -hmm. And I think that made a big difference. But the really awesome part about that deal was is they actually didn't even let the other people give them a quote because (laughs) they were so upset that they were just going to send them an email, even though we were both in the same town. So, showing up is a big deal.
0: Right. And so, one of the things that we hear catchphrase-wise in in business right now, though, is we talk about corporate cultures. The thing is, is that at some point when you are selling a product, you have to absorb a portion of the corporate culture that is not yours. It's your client's corporate culture. You have to understand that. Um, Or you're not going to be able to customize it. And let's be honest, you aren't the only commercial lender in town. No, right? By far. By far. So you have to set yourself apart in some way. Um, You know, you can hear all these wonderful sales pitches and um, success campaigns and you can listen to every podcast or anything that you want to about successful strategies for sales. But everybody has the secret ingredient if they're going to be successful and your secret ingredient has been the missing ingredient all this time. Showing up. Showing up.
1: You know, that's the, I think there's a lot of fear in showing up. Mm. So that's one of the reasons that people don't do it. They wanna take the easy way out, but but it's, when you, once you show up and you've built that relationship, you've shook their hand, you've looked them in the eye, you've viewed their facility, you've built a relationship and that's how relationships are built. They're mm. not built through text and Facebook messages and email. Right. They're just not. And the phone is the next best thing right. to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. But I use that for follow-up, not for initial contact. Mm-hmm. So I think that um, is the most important thing for me is I have to show up because I, like you just pointed out, I'm not the only game in town. Right. And if I don't show up, there's, there will be someone else who will or they'll get three quotes from people who don't show up And they'll choose from the lesser of the two evils, three evils, right? Right, right. And so I'd rather be the one that shows up.
0: Mm -hmm. And what sets you apart, again, goes back to my little new uh, name for you, joyful contributor, you know, kind of thing (laughs) like that. You have to bring energy to everything you do. And, you know, gosh, we're human. We know that. We know that, you know, with six kids one husband, and 15 grandchildren, you have a lot on your plate. You Don't know. forget
1: the dog, the chickens, and the garden. <laughs> and, the campers, and, and the campers. And the vintage campers. My babies.
0: <laughs> your babies. So nothing to do at all. You know, nothing, uh, I have nothing. Outside, of, outside of what you already do. But I think that's the thing. Even when you are, um, you know, so busy, so um, had your hands full, as it were, the point is, is when you say show up, you have to show up in a certain way though. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, and it takes something. You have to mentally prepare yourself. You have to emotionally prepare yourself. And let's be honest, you have to spiritually prepare yourself too for all these things. Absolutely. Yeah, so.
1: You know, you uh, the that's a great point. And you know, I show up, my main ingredient when I show up is confidence mm, absolutely because when I walk in confident even if I don't know the answer right. I don't have to know it all mm-hmm. I just have to know where to get the answer and that's when you say with confidence you know what that's a great question and I'll get you a good answer to that that's right. that's right so that I think that's a big thing is people are intimidated so that's why they don't show up to begin with but when they do decide to show up they don't have the confidence mm-hmm. and they have to be okay and give their self permission that they don't know, have to know it all Mm -hmm. and they have to be honest about that. That's right. Don't give a wrong answer to think you're just giving an answer just so you don't look stupid. Right, right. You don't have to know it all. Nobody does, Right. especially in an ever changing market.
0: Right. And the only way we do that is not operating out of fear when we operate out of confidence. When confidence comes from love, you've got to love what you do and you've got to know that you're doing the right thing when you're doing it. And when you love in that situation, you can be confident. So that's exactly. a great thing. So you've been listening to my special guest, J.C. Smith, and she's been talking about the missing ingredient. And now another core value has come to the surface, confidence. We'll be right back with more. Hey, everybody. Heath here again. Just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to today's conversation with J.C. Smith. I really hope you're getting something out of it. If you are getting something out of it, would you do me the favor of going to the Facebook page for the Crux Capacitor and liking and following us, or finding us on Instagram, and liking and following us as well. Um, Or you can find me at Heath Wiggins Co on Twitter. But um, I really appreciate your support, and I know JC does too. And now back to our regular conversation. And welcome back everybody to the Crux Capaster. I'm your host, Heath Wiggins. I've been talking today with my friend and guest, JC Smith. JC we have a big topic now this is our kind of wrapping up the whole podcast topic and I wanted to talk to you about common sense (laughs) the not so common thing anymore
1: exactly why do
0: you think when we talk about core values we talk about legacies for our family we talk about all the things like that why are families not passing on common sense anymore?
1: Wow. What a great question. Um, fortunately, um, I grew up being told by my daddy who is my special heart in Mm -hmm. my family, Mm -hmm. uh, that I had a double dose of common sense and so does he. Mm -hmm. And so it is frustrating for us that have a lot of common sense to watch people who don't, I will tell you that. (laughs) Um,
0: yeah, I agree.
1: And so the question I guess Heath would be, is it something you can teach? Mm. Or do you just have it or you don't? Wow. That's a big one. That's huge. That's huge. I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> right. Uh, but I will say that I, I'm going back to this. I watch people that have, that spend too much time just interacting with their electronic devices mm. and not using the skills enough that they're automatic, that they're natural. Mm-hmm. So, maybe there we got a situation there, mm-hmm. you know, because they're not dedicate, they're not practicing. We have to practice our skills, right? We have because to. then they get automatic. Right. We're, we automatically do them, we don't even think about it. It's kind of like me saying, every time you get in the car, Heath, you're not going to quite know how to drive. But but what do we really do? We get in the car, and sometimes we get places and go, I don't even remember driving here. Right. It's so automatic, right? Wow.
0: That's profound.
1: <laughs> but I think we have to get that same way with some of our skill sets for our core values.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree with that because it's like, again, goes back to that old adage though, if you don't practice what you preach, what you preach falls on deaf ears because you have to live it out in front of people.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Actually, you, I just don't think you should preach to them. You should just live it mm-hmm. and then they'll see it mm-hmm. because... A lot of times you don't even trust what people are going to say, so mm-hmm. you, it, but you, you, know, you hear somebody say one thing and then you see them do something else. Right. So that goes back to your core values right there, right. doing what you say.
0: Yeah, going right? back to that exact thing where you are your word.
1: You're, you're a person of your word, yeah. that's right. Um, even if you don't like it, uh, what you promised.
0: Right, you? you know, I as soon as you were talking about practicing, though, and and even the illustration of getting in the car and going, hey, do you know how to drive this or not, um, kind of goes back to I when I started networking, I, and I say networking again, um, because about four years ago I had that. Um, health issue where I had to go back. I couldn't sit still, but I wanted to be out and doing some business, but I couldn't do what I had done before. So it's okay. Let's go out. Let's do some more networking and everything like that. Well, as soon as you get out networking and you start joining different groups, one of the very first things they do is they want to hear all about what you're doing. Well, I remember having these flashes of panic, for lack of a better way to put it, which is so interesting because 20 years before that, when I was in college, at one point, I had the highest grade level of any speechmaker in the entire college. So I was the highest ranked orator of the entire school. 20 years forward, and I was
1: afraid to stand in front of 20 people. Use it or lose
0: it. Use it or lose it. Absolutely.
1: I mean, imagine though, remember the first time you drove a car, Mm -hmm. especially the first time you got to drive it alone (laughs) without your parents sitting in the front seat, right? Right. You know that you know where you're going because Mm -hmm. you've been there a million times in the back seat, Mm -hmm. but then when you're driving, you're suddenly unsure, right? Mm -hmm. I think that, but then after you do it a little while, you're very comfortable, natural, you're not worried about anything, and it's got to be the same way with practicing with your values, It's got to be the same thing. Mm. And common sense, so that's a great topic all on its own is, is common sense teachable or are you just born with it? Mm. So I know a few people that I don't think were born with any, (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, but
1: but maybe there are skills that go along with that that makes you feel like you have a semblance of it. I'm not sure yeah so but what are those skills that we need to practice so that would be a great exercise is to write down what are the things that are you feel like belong in the common sense category wow wow
0: i you know that's uh, that evokes so many mental images to me as i just think about um, instances of awareness for the lack of a better way to put it one of the things that i've noticed though the more common sense that at least in my approach as I see people practicing what I call common sense. But I think they're also much more aware of other people. Mm. The less aware you seem of other people, and and if you have the skill of awareness, you're going to have much more practical applications, more common sense as it were. Um, but the less awareness you have of others around you. I, I say people today live in a state of oblivion. Yes. They're so oblivious to so many things that are going on around them. and. And it's not that you just want to reach out and kind of tap them on the shoulder and say, wake up or... Oh,
1: well, I don't want to tap them. <laughs> You want to shake them, right? <laughs> I want to grab them up and say, what are you doing? And What are you doing? It, it, well, a key example, my husband and I went out to dinner the other night. There was a table of four, a set of parents and their two teenage kids and all four were looking at their phones mm. and they were not having one conversation.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: To me that is just completely unacceptable. Right. Everybody should put their phones away and they should talk to each other Right. and I think that is what's eroding a lot of the values that we have today yeah. and you see it everywhere. Yeah. I mean literally at Carowinds they're standing in line and and they're all on their phones. Yeah you know and they're
0: there to enjoy a total it's a total of immersion of senses. I mean they can be totally immersed in what's around them and what they're seeing and what they're hearing and everything like that, but yet they would rather be on, people are controlling their environment so much that they're missing out on what enhances their world.
1: Well, it's, it, it's almost like they're living a, a, an electronic life, mm-hmm. but they're not living a real life. Right, right. And I'm calling it the electronic leash. Ooh, wow, mm.
0: the electronic leash.
1: So I don't really like to be leashed, Heath. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so surprised, Casey. <laughs> uh,
0: well, we have been talking today uh, about core values, obviously, and wrapping up with common sense and whether you're born with it or whether you have to learn it or how that approaches that. But living life unleashed. Wow. Breaking the, Breaking free from the electronic life and living the real one, living in the real world. That's a big thing
1: are learning to balance the two.
0: Learning to balance the two. Right. Wow. Yet another core value, balance. Yes. <laughs> You've been listening to the Crux Capacitor today. I am your host, Heath Wiggins, and I've had the amazing guest of J.C. Smith. J.C., thank you so much for being here today.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure, Heath. Thank wow. you.
0: We'll talk to you soon. All right, everybody, stay tuned for more from the Crux Capacitor, and we'll talk to you next time.